0: This is Digitech Futures, a Bournemouth University podcast series. We'll be exploring the latest digital developments and speaking to leading researchers about the technology that could change our world and revolutionise the way we live and learn. In today's episode, we find out more about visual effects and animation in the UK and explore what the future holds for the industry. See a Hollywood blockbuster at the cinema, watch a television series or play a video game, and it's likely at least part of its visual effects and animation were produced here in the UK. According to research from the British Film Institute, the visual effects industry is worth over £1 billion a year to the UK economy, and it's a figure that's likely to continue growing. With the golden age of television and streaming services, meaning animation and visual effects graduates are more in demand than ever. I visited an animation studio to talk to educators and industry leaders and see what the future holds. So we're here today at Blue Zoo, a BAFTA award-winning animation studio in London, co-founded by Bournemouth University graduate Tom Box. I'm joined by Tom and a number of experts from across animation and visual effects to discuss the industry in the UK and find out how institutions like Bournemouth University are preparing the next generation of VFX talent. So uh, thank you very much for joining me today. If I could just get you all to introduce yourselves briefly.
1: I'm Tom Box, co-founder of Blue Zoo Animation Studio in London and I'm also chair of the UK Animation Skills Council.
2: Hello, I'm Leanne Lochran, Talent Manager at Outpost VFX, based in
3: Bournemouth. Uh,
4: Peter Trockel, Director of the VFX Hub at Bournemouth University.
3: Susan Sloan, Lecturer in Computer Animation at Bournemouth University. And
0: so first things first, what made you want to get into the animation and, and visual effects industry?
1: Um, I've since... I can remember. I've always been absolutely obsessed with animation from making um, plasticine animations in my bedroom when I was five. So always, it's quite fortunate that I always knew from a very young age, which career I wanted to go into. So um, after university, set up Blue Zoo and been going since then.
2: Um, I've always been fascinated with design and seeing something from concept to end result. So my background isn't into design and um, about five years ago I realised if you can be in an industry where you can see an end result in visual effects it's a buzz and I love going either to the cinema or watching Netflix and thinking I helped make that
0: in some form to get a kick out of it. And Pete and Susan, what's your journey then from kind of industry to academia now as well?
4: Well, uh, initially I I went to college to study filmmaking because I was a fan of Ray Harryhausen was the god of pretty much everything. And whilst I was studying, a film called Star Wars came out, which changed everything. And uh, I was lucky enough to, when I did my postgraduate year, to have got a job working at a studio. We worked on Blade Runner. And I just went through. I had my own company, made commercials. And when I hit a certain age, I stopped being of use to the advertising industry and I was really lucky to reinvent myself because a job came up at Bournemouth University working with bright new talent in a, in a completely new world uh, which is really interesting so it's sort of given me a lovely second career.
3: Um, I started out as a fine artist, so I'm a fine art sculptor uh, so I was classically trained then did an MPhil in 3D animation and virtual prototyping because I just loved the connection between CG and 3D and, and the real world, and adding moving image into that, um, I thought was very interesting. So, and I love teaching, so, and I've always taught, um, and, and that's why I, I went to Bournemouth University.
0: And what do you enjoy about the industry? What would you say is the best thing about being part of animations and visual effects, Tom, if we start with you?
1: Sure. Um, I love the fact that you're working in a a studio full of people who are so passionate about the work and they'd probably be doing the same uh, drawing or animating at home if they weren't actually being employed. So to to be in that kind of environment where everyone's really kind of buzzing off working each other and seeing each other's ideas, it's just uh, a lovely environment to work in.
3: Um,
2: well, for me, staying true to my talent backgrounds would be talent progression and I love seeing growth in people, for careers, through from runners up to watching them supervising. You know, it's just, it's just awesome to think you've got a part to play in that.
4: Um, for me, I guess, as a commercials director, I used to love going on set, shooting something and then seeing it through post-production editing adding visual effects, and then, you know, at the end of a certain period, you had something which never existed before. It went out into the public domain, and it, and it changed lives, for better or for worse. It may have just been selling toilet paper or dog food, but it did affect people, and, you know, it, it's quite interesting. Uh, I find that very satisfying.
3: Yeah, I think... I, f- I find it really satisfying seeing a piece of work come to fruition and some ideas and visual ideas using... Sort of our sophisticated visual languages come to completion. And to me, whether it's someone I've taught or whether it's myself working with other people, um, I, I think that's the biggest buzz, really. Um, and that's the biggest satisfaction that you can get.
0: And for you, Pete and Susan, today, even just being here at Blue Zoo, seeing you kind of spotting graduates across the room and going over for a hug and seeing them kind of go off into jobs and success in the industry, that must be immensely satisfying as Fantastic.
4: well. Fantastic. You can't describe it. Yeah. It's absolutely wonderful.
3: Uh, I was just saying to Tom earlier, you know, it's a, it's a very warm feeling in, yeah. in your heart when you see uh, students that you you've worked with, and I have to say, I've been working at Bournemouth University for a long time, so 15 years, uh, uh, so it's very, very nice actually to see some of the students who graduated 2007, you know, it's a long time ago. It's
4: interesting to see that journey though, because you, you see their talent, probably by year, year two, they, they start to develop as personalities. Sure. And, and then you just watch them go into the third year and they're major projects. You just know that Tom's going to come along and offer or Leanne is going to come along now and offer them a job, you know? And it's brilliant for them. And seeing them up there, you know, at Tom's right. It, 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 it's not like any other industry and it's not an industry you would go into if you didn't love it. You know, you do it because you're passionate about it, you know, and it's fantastic to have a career that you're doing what you love, you know, it's just amazing.
0: And Tom, for you as well to go from graduating 18 years ago, was it now, 19 (laughs) years ago from Bournemouth University to employing over 40 university graduates and around 200 people in total, that must be fantastic for you to see that growth and progression as well.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very surreal thinking back to when we were at university and now when you come to work and you, it's hard to know who who people are which is quite surreal when you you kind of started the company Um, but it's it's so nice just to be able to be in a position where you can think actually this we've created 200 jobs and we're making work we absolutely love and then we're making kids tv series that my kids love watching so it's kind of come full circle which is lovely
0: and I think people might not realise, actually, the size and scale of the animation and visual effects industry in the UK. Um, the Hollywood blockbusters that you see in the cinema are actually a large proportion of those, will have been produced here in, in London or, or potentially in Bournemouth even. What's, yeah. what's the industry like in the UK and how has it grown over the last few years?
1: So, um, yeah, the, the industry at the moment is, has gone from strength to strength and it's busier than ever. I think that's largely down to what they call the golden age of TV, where you have all the, the Netflix and Amazons. Uh, demanding all this content and that combined with the, um, the UK tax relief which encourages spend in the UK uh, it's it's booming to the point where the studios are struggling to kind of recruit uh, the talent they need and I think in terms of jobs um, directly and indirectly the animation industry employs 10,000 people and the VFX industry employs 17,000 people so it's a huge amount of, of people being employed and uh, the uh, VFX uh, industry, I think, generates a billion pounds for the UK economy, so it's uh, quite a, a big chunk.
0: Leanne, as a talent manager, what sort of positions and skills are you looking for from people going into the industry then? Across our sectors of the pipeline really,
2: I think the demand, to touch upon what Tom said there, is huge with streaming channels such as Netflix, Amazon Prime, have got budgets what 10 years ago would be Hollywood blockbuster and this is for a pilot episode Um, before something's streamed you know we feel that demand is high the industry's growing it's only young you know 20 years old so there's a there's a heritage there with talent attracting talent you know a lot of talent came over to the UK when there was you know this boom and settled here And, um, yeah, we're just at the beginning, I feel. But, yeah, we can't recruit quick enough, but the right recruitment there with talent. I think it's not just about numbers. It's the right people, the right talent to ensure quality, and the levels go up, not down.
0: And so, Susan, how are we ensuring at Bournemouth University that we are providing that sort of talent that the industry really needs?
3: I think what we try to do is have a, a dialogue with with um, the industries that we are, are providing talent for. And we do have opportunities many times through the years, year, actually, to, to speak to um, industry. So we have BFX Festival, which I, I will leave to, to Peter to talk about. Um, but we also have uh, Friday speakers. Uh, we have uh, many um, events where we have... Uh, graduates, ex-graduates come down and speak to us but also people from industry to come and say well actually this is what we need Uh, we also have an industrial advisory board who we um, really speak to right at the beginning of the year usually around about the degree show time where they can discuss with us what it is they're looking for so we try to be as flexible as we can and responsive as we can in, in the if you like in the timescale of, of an educational um, cycle. So that's what we do, we, we, we try and sort of, uh, you know, encourage the voices from our in- industry partners to, to be heard in our courses.
0: And so Pete, do you want to touch on what the VFX Hub based in Bournemouth does and the VFX Festival and the work that we're doing locally in Bournemouth to kind of help the region be seen as a hub for the industry as
4: well? Uh, yeah, well we were created to try and raise the profile of the town and the area as a sort of center of excellence for animation and visual effects, mainly because of the graduates that come out of the NCCA, but also AUB, which also turns out very good graduates and different style of animation, but, but really talented people. So we've got a core of great talent there. There's a fantastic talent pool. So to that end, we created the festival and the competition, which Tom is a, is a fantastic mentor for every year and speaks regularly at the festival. Um, and, and that has focused a lot of attention on the town. So last year we had about 1,200 people for the opening day, which was spectacular by our standards. Um, and, it, and, you know, it has sort of become part of the annual cycle of stuff within Bournemouth now, which is great. And we do a, we attract people from Disney, Pixar, ILM, Blue Zoo, Outpost... <laughs> Um, No, and it it is really, it is working. We we are major players in the creative industries and the creative economy as a whole, and that is our strength and that's what we have to to play to. Uh, So it isn't just VFX and and animation, it is games as well, and they're interchangeable skills, so our graduates can, can move from one to the other. Um, And also just filmmaking, just content creation, storytelling. It's what we do. Um, So as Susan's saying, you know, we try to make sure our graduates are in tune with the needs of industry. But it isn't just about feeding industry. Our job is to enable our graduates, when they become graduates, to go out and have fantastic careers and lives, doing stuff they love. And so, you know, we don't want to be just a training camp for people to go and be, you know, robots for, for the big companies, because there's a lot more to it than that. And a studio like this, where your creativity is, is actually on show all the time, is, is
1: ideal, I think. That, that's what to aim for. From an employer's point of view, I think uh, the BFX initiative is fantastic, because when we see someone, uh, a graduate who's got BFX, competition on their CV. We know they've given up their summer holidays to go and work on a team project and that's the kind of the, the, the drive that we want to see people who have gone beyond just what they've been asked to do as part of their educational program they're studying. And when they've gone the extra step, that really shows what they're, they're about which their Cheryl might not indicate on its own.
0: And also with the BFX competition, it's a live brief, isn't it? So they are creating a project for a charity that they can then put on their showreel.
4: And that film goes out and, and improves lives for innumerable people. You know, that's the best thing about it. So we, we work with the charities as a client. Uh, we work with our sponsors, Kingston Smith, who support us. and And... The students get to work in that environment which is very different from a live brief in in any other of their sort of curriculum work because it it is absolutely for real and as Tom says it it shows and that's through the mentoring that people like Tom, Outpost, ILM, all the big studios come down and mentor and, and you know. That's you can't put a price on that.
2: BFX now is becoming a renowned part of a CV with credentials on qualifications, work experience. If you see BFX, even if it's volunteering as well, it's it's recognisable across all industry, not just Outpost, not just Blue Zoo. I know other um, other companies see that and, and there's a recognition there, and that's from Bournemouth.
0: What sort of skills and expertise then do you look for when you're recruiting... Um, for jobs, Leanne and Tom. It's visual industry, so we're looking for skill, talent, raw and
2: matured. Um, It depends what level we're talking about. If it's junior and graduate, um, I look for somebody who's got that eye but also looks like they're mouldable to where you're recruiting them for. Um, Looking at, as as a company, the work we do and how that person would fit in with their skill set if they're best suited and um, even if they're not best suited i mean personally i like to give as much feedback as possible and redirect them maybe you're more blue zoom, maybe you're more ardman maybe you're more you know they want to be in london go to one of the big houses um so looking what they want from the job as well and how they pitch themselves um through to a more mid senior level it might be people that um, particularly will apply to outposter, just looking for something different where our location comes into it, um, but still want to work on high-end visual effects work.
1: We look to see what's in the show to see their kind of like their visual skills and uh, how how well they've they've managed to produce a product on their own. Um, but equally, we look at their their soft skills uh, of how good they are at communicating, and additionally the 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 crux of it is just seeing what their more um, artistic skills are so for us it's not as, as important if they know what buttons to press in my or whatever software it's what their kind of drawing skills or composition skills their photography skills those are the things that we can't teach them uh, but we can we can kind of send them a course for learning how to how to press the latest buttons in the latest version of whatever software so we we really want to see those uh those those kind of ground level skills.
0: And I suppose it's worth touching on the difference between Outpost and BlueZoo then. So BlueZoo is an animation studio. So what sort of things are you likely to be working on? So yeah, at
1: BlueZoo, we do more um, full uh, CG character animation projects, so where the whole world's being generated rather than more of a VFX uh, adding things onto footage. Uh, and we do more cartoony animation. So we're also looking for animators who are very good at um, acting and performing and bringing the shot to life even more so that it might say on the script. So it's quite kind of a, a subtle but different set of skills we look for.
0: And then Outpost VFX, what sort of things do you work on? So we obviously work with um,
2: real, <laughs> creature real, realism, um, mimicking blood, gore, explosions, fireworks. Um, there's a lot of that <laughs> that yeah. happens because there's a demand, obviously, for the shows we watch. Um, and yeah, it's a lot uh, looking for that Subtle, so you, invisible VFX really as well with with that. And, and like I said, when 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 you you know especially junior level, you'll get somebody who's wants to put everything in their reel because they've worked on a lot of different things and just spotting where they would be best placed. Because um, I think recognizing that at, uh, at education level is a really important factor um, to place yourself rather than saying I do ev-
0: everything, everything, all different styles. So. And and Pete and Susan, how do you then enable students to do that and also keep up with such a fast-changing industry, I imagine, kind of the technology's changing, the skills that are needed are changing as well, how do you keep up with that?
4: Part of that education is sort of critical thinking, reflection, it's understanding, it's problem solving, so we try to teach them there isn't just one way to to do something Um, and that, you know, I have to do this inspirational talk every year to the, to the first-year intake for the NCCA. And I tell them, you know, during your career, you'll probably have three or four completely different jobs. You'll use software which hasn't even been dreamt of yet. So you have to keep learning. It, you, you just... We, you know, you come to university, top up your knowledge and go out, and that's the end of it. it, it you know, it'll be changing all the time. The platforms have changed, you know... Commercials are no longer what they used to be. Everything is different and, and it's just moving faster and faster. So all our graduates have to be fully equipped to go out and, and you know, fight against other graduates from all over the world, because you know, it is a global market now.
1: I'd, I'd equally say that um, essentially what the artists do are storytelling, artistry and basically uh, cinematography skills which haven't really changed for a hundred years. No. And so I think even though there's obviously digital skills needed, it's about balance between those fundamental skills and the layer on top of how you actually, where they yeah. go or how you make them. I
4: think it's gonna change with AR, VR, MR, all of that stuff is gonna you know, turn things on their head when we finally get our heads around it. I mean, we all know it's the holy grail, but um, no one really knows quite what it'll look like yet.
3: I think we have core skills that we teach And we also have core skills that we actually look for in in applicants, actually. If somebody doesn't have a passion for uh, the visual and aesthetics and storytelling, then it's very difficult to know what we might do to uh, um, encourage them to have that in such a short space of time. So we look for that, but then we also promote that in, in what we do. So core skills are really important. So I think absolutely critical skills, problem solving transferable skills really that they life can. drawing. And life yeah. drawing, you yes. Know, sculpture. Sculpture, yeah. life drawing, all of these an understanding you know. of aesthetics is, is really important. Yeah. And we develop that in them. And it's you've got you've got to be passionate about it if you're going to spend the rest of your life doing it.
0: And do you think School children, young people with a kind of passion for art and design are seeing animation and visual effects as a viable career path, do you think more needs to be done to kind of encourage them to go into the animation route for people to see it as an option and to pursue the right kind of courses and qualifications to be able to, to do that?
1: I think there's, uh, in the UK, there's um, a bit, it's kind of up the the arts as a as a viable career is sometimes looked kind of down on and not really, there's a lack of awareness of what jobs do exist that, that balance artistry and more technical skills. And I think uh, from when I've spoken to um, uh, school children and students, they have no idea that the chances are all of the VFX they saw at the cinema at the weekend were actually made in the UK. And so I think there's a big challenge of getting out to schools to to tell uh, the kids and the teachers and the parents as well that all of these uh, skills uh, are viable careers.
2: The credits that you get up and walk out at the end of your film or um, your TV show that you fast forward through, they're all jobs that exist that, that was included to make what you've just watched and that is a viable career and it's can be artistic it can be scientific it can be across all spectrums
4: yeah i mean in in the ncca we have a motto which is science in the service of art and i think that's that's really relevant now because we we support um the steam sort of agenda at schools and i go and do a little bit of teaching at a local school with seven-year-old girls who are working with green screen animation you know it's just amazing um but you know that's one in a million schools but it is the way forward and I think um, more schools need to develop that agenda because it will really help the kids in the future.
3: I do a schools fair every year in Dorset and it's really interesting because when I started doing it a few years ago uh, A lot of the students I was chatting to didn't really know that the animation industry existed here Uh, and that's changing, it's definitely changing. So I'm I'm, I'm speaking to uh, the 13, 14, 15 year olds uh, and they are now very aware. They're more digitally savvy as well than, obviously, students previously. Um, so th- they're becoming more aware.
0: And so finally, to wrap up then, what one thing are you really excited about, either personally or for the industry as a whole over the next few years?
3: What really excites me is
1: how technology is moving at such a pace that it allows um, opportunity where uh, kids can actually make, you know, Hollywood-quality films on their own PC at home. That's That never existed when when I was young and just the, the exposure to that kind of technology from such a young age means that the talent coming through the pipeline is just going to get better and better. And that's, that's very exciting.
2: I'm excited by the, um, the culture that's improving within our industries in VFX and animation and the conscientious decisions we're making now, what that will mean in five, 10 years time and watching that develop.
4: I sort of like the crossover. The mashup of different areas, I think um, you know where, where, where different things collide, it could be data management, it could be healthcare, it could be archaeology, um, but, but visualization and simulation is coming into everything, and I think there's a lot of space there that hasn't even been dreamt up yet that, that kids can go and work in.
3: Yeah I, I think these kind of um, the edges I think of disciplines and, and the kind of pervasiveness I think of digital animation and, and um, digital moving image taking us to the edges of lots of disciplines so I'm finding myself working with students who are working um, in the field so in the Amazon using, using animation to tell stories and so you're crossing sort of lots of disciplines there and that, that really excites me.
0: Visit bournemouth.ac.uk forward slash digitech hyphen futures to find out about Bournemouth University's success in the animation and visual effects industry. Keep listening to our podcast series to learn more about the digital and technological advances taking place here at Bournemouth University.